Get home excited. I like having my hands free. Slip the glory. Oh man, we just been rocking it all morning. Could have just stayed in worship. Such a, I love worship, and so I'm like, oh, I almost want to just call the band up and just go. I love revival, right? I love what Jeremy was saying. We talk revival, but we are a revival culture here because we believe we live it. Because you know what? You can create revival. That's what the I believe the Bible shows because it was never supposed to stop. Creating revival is just living, believing what the Bible says. But you, to believe what the Bible says, you have to have eyes to see. We have to be able to see God the way he is as a good father. There is something called core values. I'm going to go after this today, but I just, can I get a little excited for a moment here? I just, I just, I just feel like we got to get excited here. We got to start realizing who Jesus is. Downstairs, we were just getting a rock. And you know, we got to realize who Jesus is and what he's done for us that changes it for us. Come on, when you see Jesus the way he is, when he's, you see him as the alpha and the omega, he's the beginning and the end, when you see him as, a, as God's son that he sent to die for us, because of Jesus, we don't have to live in any fear. Come on, because of Jesus, there's no sickness that is supposed to be able to overcome you. Come on, because of Jesus, you get to love your neighbor as yourself. Because you can't do this stuff without Jesus. Come on. We're not supposed to live just half-heartedly. Come on, we got to start realizing who we are in Christ. we got to start understanding that we are sons and daughters. No, no, come on. we got to realize you're a son and daughter of the king, and that you, when you walk in a place, that all heaven comes with you. Oh, man, Lord, I just pray that our eyes would be open. I, just, I pray like Elijah. Elijah prayed over his servant, their eyes would be opened. Because I just, oh, you guys, God has been speaking to me for months now. He's like, open your eyes. The church needs to open their eyes because heaven is with you. You have to live creating an atmosphere of the truth of heaven. We do not live and be by the dictation of what the world has on us. Because the world and what is here is just a blimp for eternity. Are you living for eternity? No, no. Are you living? Do we even really understand that? You guys, Jesus and the Father, it says, in the, okay, this is good, you guys. No, 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 no. Genesis. You got to picture this. Jesus, the Father, they're talking. They're on, they're going to create the earth. They've made the earth. But you have to picture this. People are forgetting this. Is that it says Satan was thrown out. And he was tossed down. Where was he? Here's what we know as the earth. But he didn't know it was up. See, we read the Bible thinking the devil knew all this too. The devil didn't. This wasn't written yet. He's sitting on the earth. Just picture, this is, my, my, this is my understanding. He's sitting there. I love this. And the devil's ticked. Why did he get kicked out? All we know is that he thought he was like one to be like God, and he couldn't, right? He thought he was better than God. How often sometimes we put ourselves there. But you know what? We have Jesus. Jesus takes care of that for us. But So you got Satan sitting down here, and all of a sudden you got the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and they're talking. Let's make man in what? Our image. Do you realize that Satan's sitting there with the very thing he wanted? We are the mockery of Satan. We mock Satan for our very being. No, no, no. Do you realize that? As a human being, your very existence sitting wherever you are right now mocks Satan. Because the very thing he got thrown out of heaven for, you have, and it was free. Oh, that's that. It's, that's that, yeah. No, it, and it just starts there. It just starts there. 
You're made in this image. We were created to co-labor with God. He didn't, he doesn't, oh, I'm going to skip all of my message, but it doesn't matter. We were not, we get so caught up, and I love, you guys, I love the charismatic. We love the fact we teach gifting, we teach prophecy, we teach go get the people saved, go get the lost saved. That is so true. But do you know why you were originally created for? To love him. Those are byproducts of loving him. Those are actually not the why you were created. We get so caught up thinking that we got to do, we got to do, we got to do, that we miss out on the presence. We actually miss the moment where God wants to touch us. There's a song that uh, Melissa Helser sings. It's like, you always come. You always come. That has wrecked me ever since I heard her tell her story. You want to hear her story? She's, she's singing this song one day. I don't know. Have you heard that song? It's like... I'm not going to try to sing because then people will leave. Um, I, I, always come, I always come even when I don't have to. I always come even when I don't have to. And you know what Jesus tells her? The Holy Spirit speaks to her. She says, hey, Melissa, you got it wrong. When I gave you that song, I was singing it over you. Oh. Now think, guys, did you miss that? Jesus was singing over her. You always come when you don't have to. I broke down at her first time. I'm like, that is my life dream. I want him to say that about me. Can he say that about me, you? Come on. I came here with Jesus. Did you come here with Jesus? So when I come, I knew that something was going to happen. And I knew you guys were coming, so I knew something was happening. Our worship team came expecting. All the, you guys, we got a bunch of young people that are expecting, but guess what? It's not just the young. I mean, with everybody, really. Everyone's speaking it. Talk to Sebastian if you want to hear something. He's been telling me, this guy travels all over the place. He goes, Kevin, it's, he's been telling me this week. He goes, I was here in, in Seattle, I was up in Kelowna, and he's over this place and this place. And he's like, but there's, there's something happening at Winter right now. The glory's there. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. We need Jesus. We need to become like him because that's what we were created to. We get to know him, but it takes time to get to know him. We can't just be running to here and there. We actually have to be present. We have to be present in him and say, God, mold me. Change me. Oh, man, we got to change our mindsets from, from a lack and, and just trying to make it. See, the difference, if you, start, if you change your mindsets and realize that you weren't just made to be just a little minion running around this earth. No, for real. How often we forget. It's like, oh, i got to get the next toy. It's so all you're doing is, is dreaming and working every day to get the next vehicle. And, and you miss all that time. You're actually you're not even present with your family. All of a sudden you realize how many, how many times you hear of, uh, and we've all probably been there and some of those are parents. It's like, oh, how did my kid grow up so fast? But we were on the, we were so driven. We're so driven to, to do what the world gets us consuming. And that's not bad to get stuff. That's not bad. But are you present in it with the Lord? Are you going after going first after Him? Are you ready to forsake all to go for it? Come on, in your own heart. Are you willing to, you know, we all know, you come home tired, and it's like, okay, ooh, I would really like to relax and watch the show right now. And Lord, you just feel that, just a little thing tingling in there. Come visit me. Come visit me. You know what's interesting when you actually listen to Him? It's always better. And quite often, because guess what? God's not very religious. Yeah, I said that. We don't understand that religion is not God. But you know how often he'll be like, hey, 20, 30 minutes. He's like, hey, now go watch. Hey, I'll go, hey, Donna, go, let's go watch a show now. Like, let's watch it because the Lord's like, let's watch it together. It better be good <laughs> if he watches. But if you're, if you're hanging out with Jesus and you're not having fun, then whose fault is it? 
No, if you're hanging out with the Holy Spirit, do we realize the Holy Spirit, and this is God, he made all this. So everything you, think of everything in your life that you get excited about. He thought about it before you were created and this earth was made. Okay. I don't know how to stop that. Just turn it off. It's off, it's dead. Am I done? Praise God. Back up. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Lord just told me a joke. He's like, yeah, you guys probably all think that was the devil. But, um, um, no, it's so true. We blame the devil for a lot of stuff. It's an old mic that we were blessed by County Line. It's just old. Um, <laughs> no, that's a good point there. Come on, when I walk, oh, you guys, we saw down in prayer today, just Lord was speaking. When we walk into a room, when you walk into a room, you have the kingdom of God with you. He dwells within you. The Holy Spirit dwells within you. Why are we so worried about what the devil's doing? He's worried about what you're doing. He really is. First of all, he's not omnipresent, so he's not everywhere. Oh, I hate it. People are like, oh, the devil's harassing me. No, he's not. He doesn't know you. He doesn't. He doesn't have enough time to know everybody. The demon might be bugging you, but who cares about them? Because you don't have to even know. You don't even have to be aware of them. No, 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 no. Where? Oh, I talked to Sharon this morning. I asked her, just double check this. This, is not, this isn't scripture, right? Am I right on this? And I just thought, you know how often we're like, okay, we got to go wash you off, Sebastian. You were just ministered over there. Where is that in the Bible? He just brought the kingdom of God. He brought all of heaven with him. If it's leeching on him, they're going to run when he's in the glory. No, 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 for real. That's a total different perspective. We get so consumed with what the devil's doing, we, get, we give him power. This is actually what happens. Like, oh, I've, I've experienced it. People come, oh, I feel like this enemy's got you. Well, I never thought of that before. Oh, wow, maybe he did. Maybe, maybe when that person did walk by me. Maybe, maybe that's why I had a headache last night. Well, no, it's because you didn't sleep the night before. Maybe. But... Oh, come on. Killing some sacred cows here. I'm going to get myself in trouble. Brent, if you're watching, we love... Brent's off with Todd off in... I always forget where it is. New Orleans, New York. They're having a blast. God's moving miracles, signs, wonders. They're believing there's more break out there. Lord, we just bless what's going on there. I pray that if they, right now that they increase the miracles. I pray that right now over Brent, Lord, that it just a whole other level would just go over him. I pray that, Lord, that you would speak to him that just, just yeah, release the kingdom because he's a kingdom being. Come on, where he is, he can create the atmosphere. Come on, you do studies, the world tells you. The world does studies that you can change. They call it like self-talk and stuff, but you know what? It's just kingdom. It's actually saying, okay, I believe the truth. I'm walking in here, the light is here. I love it. Oh, what's her name? Oh, Stephanie Frizzle. Oh, I just love this song. I'm a worshiper. I just love Jesus. I don't worship out like, sing for you guys, but I just love worshiping. And so she has a song, The Light is on the Inside. Have you heard that? Check out this revelation. You walk in the room and darkness tries to come. They can't turn off the light on the inside. They can't turn off the light off the inside, you guys. You can't turn it off. Because I'm the light of the world within me, set upon a hill. 
a blasting, man. People should be, people should know when they leave being with you. They should say, whoa, they've been with Jesus. No, come on. Where is that? It should be cool to get crazy for Jesus. I, you know what I love is that these young people, they're getting crazier. You know what? It's good. It's not... I break off the lie that you coming up here during worship is weird. I break off the lie that it's not cool. Come on, the Davids are arising, and that's for women too. The Davids are rising, and you know what? They're, it's, in, the, in, the, in the supernatural, their clothes come flying off. But you know what? We shut the lying of, the, of, the, of his wife. That spirit that says, whoa, that's not cool. The world is looking for people that actually believe what they say. They're looking for the people that are burning, I love that word. He is burning. They're burning ones. But you continue to burn. You don't just burn here. You burn at home. And guess what? There's going to be times where you feel frustrated and the enemy's going to lie to you. Well, you weren't burning yesterday when you got all mad at that person. Get over it. You're burning now. Come on. The enemy comes to tell you about your path. The Lord never tells you that. That's not the Holy Spirit. That's why we need core values. Starting to get to my message. <laughs> I just feel like I just feel like God wants to do more. He wants to do more. There's something in here. There, literally, I. Mm. Oh my goodness! I gotta step out here. This couple back there. Yeah, no, yeah, the one turning around. Don't, don't worry, dude. God is moving upon you guys, man. There's a, there's a shift, dude. There's a shift. I actually saw the enemy trying to sift you like we. He's trying to sift you, and the Lord is coming with a spirit of breakthrough over you guys, and the enemy is going to run. He's fleeing. I just, I got to bless you guys right now. I don't mean to, I'm not trying to, um, if, I, I'm not trying to embarrass you guys at all, because God loves you guys. Okay, good. Because, dude, God is, there's a breakthrough. I saw during worship so strong. God has called you to great things. I, see, I saw you guys climbing mountains. I saw you flying, man. You, you guys are called to greatness called to greatness. Right now, I actually see over your life right now, I see God's bringing you jars and saying, do you believe that they'll be filled with supernatural oil? Do you believe there'll be supernatural oil coming over your life right now? And I just believe right now there's a huge, your, your marriage is just strong. Your marriage is great. I just feel like God is just bringing his spirit into your home, into your atmosphere, into areas of your life, and he's saying enough is enough, and there's a new day today. I see the sun arising. I see the sun arising over here with healing in his wings right now. There is breakthrough over you right now. And I'm, as I speak that, you know what, there's signs and wonders going to come into your life. It's time for the, the buds off of Aaron's staff. I'm just seeing that. There's buds, supernatural signs right now. Mm. Right now. Come on. I just break her anointing. Just come over right now. And, I, and the promises are yes and amen. Yes and amen. Is it not, it, day is over of just making it. The day of strength is here. The day of strength is here. Come on. Does that make any sense to you? Is it good? Praise Jesus, because God's good. No, it is. It's just a deposit right now of grace coming over you guys. Do you have any kids? Mm. But your mothers and fathers. You just don't let the enemy allow you to carry a mother and father anointing. You just you just there. I would speak to you. God is good. I just I'm faithful. He's a faithful father. Come on, he's a faithful father. Right now, I just feel that. Right? Jesus. Oh, Oh, come on. Oh, God's good. Oh, it's good. Come on. Oh, you guys. Jesus. Oh, boy. Uh, that's okay. The Lord told me it should take down the clock. But um, seriously, worship. He's like, Kevin, stop looking at the clock. Guess what? We got some mind shifts. 
You know, with a story, I felt this when Willis was taking the offering. Actually, I felt it earlier, actually, but he confirmed. Because I'm not taking an offering right now. So you actually get excited about this? We need a new perspective. You know, when Jesus said he needed to pay the taxes, and they said, go, go get, he said, go get the fish. And what was in the fish? The, the coin. Do you ever understand? I never thought of it till today. It never wrote. The disciples never wrote. It was crazy. Jesus asked for a fish, and there was a gold coin in it. Like, when, I would write it like that. I'd be like, what in the world, a fish? That's because he's normal. God's normal is different. No, but no, honestly, think about it. If it, it had supernatural things had to be happening for provision, if, if you just automatically go, oh, go get a fish, Chris. I need money to pay my taxes. He'd be like, uh-huh. And then when it happened, he'd run around and tell everybody in the world. Right? You would. If I told you, yeah. You know, you know what we need to change? We need to go further. When, when we, I feel this over people. People are satisfied when they get the, the coin. They get satisfied. They're like, my breakthrough came. Everyone, I got a coin. I got a coin. But it's time to turn around and jump in back into the water and find out where it came from. Because there's a treasure down there. Come on. There's more than enough. We sad as we get so sad. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about just life for Jesus. It's time to jump back into the water and say, God, I know you got more. I got more. Don't settle. Don't settle. Oh, man. Oh, man, it's time. Downstairs, we were we a lot in the prayer room this morning. You guys got to get to prayer. That's where it's happening. Dude, literally, I saw, it was over something, but I just felt it for corporate too. It's time to take that alabaster jar. You know how much money that was worth? It was like a year's wages. And he said, Lord, break it. Break it over me. There's always more. There's always more. We're so scared. Oh, what if we push him today? Then we're going to be, we're going to have to try to sustain this. Stop worrying about sustaining. He's our sustainer. You know what? I'm still working through this stuff. I'm preaching out of preaching to myself. But you know what? I'm preaching to myself. I, God, God has given me this amazing wife, and she's always trying to tell me. Because as a husband, I'm like, oh, i got to provide for my, for my wife, or oh, this and this. And she's like, well, you're not my provider. He is. It took me years to start believing it. But it's so much easier when you say, put him back on the throne. We put him back on the throne. Oh, God, you're good. Whew, second, I better throw a scripture. 2 Corinthians 5.20. We are ambassadors of the anointed one. Come on, ambassadors. You know what that means you are? An ambassador represents. It actually, he, they, they, him or she actually operates as the leader of like that country in that time. They come on behalf. You know the, if the ambassador of the United States is here, they actually can come and speak on behalf of their country. But guess what you're called? We are ambassadors of, this is uh, the passion if you want to change it. We do own that. We are the ambassadors of the anointed one who carry the message of Christ to the world as though God were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. Through our lips. Our lips. Your lips. You guys, this excuse, you know what? Things have changed in the last couple hundred years. It went from only the priests can do and do and read the word where we finally, God's heart's been breaking through, breaking through, and says, you know what, all can read. Then he got to, we can all read the word. And then it got to a point where we actually realized we get saved by grace, and you're not just pleading. And now, you know what, we come to the realize, and I believe it's trumpeting constantly, is it's not just for the pastors. It's not just for the leaders. And I've just been talking to people, and constantly God is speaking right now. It is not even just about becoming a prophet, an apostle, a teacher. It is right now. Those are amazing things. But first and foremost, it's come and be a lover of me. Come and actually get a message. Where so many people running around without the message. 
They're just running around with great ideas. They're running around grabbing somebody else's message and just throwing it out there. And then when they get asked, they don't know what to do with it. If you want to know what you're called to do, get in love with him. You actually, oh, hmm. You actually don't need a prophet when you know Jesus. You know what? It's a friend before a prophet. Oh, man. It's actually, I can actually prove that. Turn to Ephesians 4. There's gonna, oh, this is good. Ephesians 4. I'm going to prove this just because you guys are like, hmm, we like the prophet. Verse 12, oh, 11, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and, teach, and teachers for the equipping of the saints, saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till, what? Verse, you have that up there? Verse 13. Till we come to the unity of faith and knowledge of the Son of God. What? Anyways, it's till. There's a till. We love, we here when we love the fivefold ministry. It just doesn't work, eh? The, the five-fold ministry. But it, it's actually, there's a higher calling. Till we come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of stature of fullness of Christ. When you start hanging out with him, you start looking like him. And you can actually get some of your answers. And guess what? This is so cool about Jesus. He's going to say, Sharon, this is your call. Not Chris, this, this is your call. And Chris, and actually, when he gets to hang out with Jesus, he's not going, well, I don't, that's crazy. Sharon got a crazy word. I want that. No, Chris would go, oh, jeez, what do you have for me? And he's, oh, I love that because he knows who Chris is. He knows who Justin is. He knows who Sebastian is. He actually knows our heart's desires. And back to Genesis in the beginning, he wants to co-labor with us. He actually wants to take your desires and run with it. You don't stop trying to grab somebody else's anointing. I, if they, if they, I understand if a prophetic word comes out and you're like, oh, I want that too, grab it. That's great. It's grace, grab it. But make sure it's what you're called to do. Or else you're just going to run around trying to be something you were never made to be. And it's not that anyone that you're not as good. It's that God has something way better for you. Because he actually made you and he actually knows how you're wired and how you think and actually how you imagine and how you dream. And he actually knows what you'll be excited about. So when you get to the place where you're actually doing what you're called to do, you're excited. You know what? It's really freeing. Because you're not performing. Because as soon as you perform and try to make something, you have to continue to make it happen. Ask people, ask people that have done this, it happens a lot in the circles that we know where you're an itinerant, and you want to, oh, I want to, I'm called, which is not bad, but they're like, oh, I'm going to make a meeting here, make a meeting here, and all of a sudden they have to just get everyone's ears happy. You can't preach this message because this would take away. No, seriously, I couldn't preach a lot of this stuff that I'm preaching right now because it takes away from the next meeting, because I'm supposed to tell you that you need my book about being an apostle and a prophet, which are all good things. But we need to teach the truth that there's a process there. Because when you get with Jesus, he'll tell you. And then the prophet will come and confirm. It's a lot funner when they confirm. Have you ever got that word and it's like, huh? I love it. I saw a picture the other day. Somebody had this person going, huh? And it's like, yeah, when the prophet gives you one of those words. I'm going, what? That's left field. It's like, hey, Justin, I just feel like God wants you to be a ballet dancer. <laughs> He's like, uh. But you know what's crazy? That sounds funny, and I'm being very sarcastic, but we get, there's words that are given that then they run off and try to be a ballet because it was Bob Jones or somebody crazy, big-level prophet said it, so better be right. How often do you actually say, God, is that... Test, the New Testament, we're not supposed to be stoning prophets. We're actually supposed to be testing them. And the best way to test it is, hey, Jesus, does that work? 
Oh my goodness. Because oh. we're called into a kingdom. See, we're going to have, this is, <laughs> this was supposed to be more of like a, a, a promo. And we're going to start on the 11th. Every other Tuesday, we're doing a kingdom culture. What do we end up calling it, Samantha? Learning? Kingdom culture learning. It's a free thing, Tuesday night, but we're going to teach kingdom culture, and it's going to be more of a teaching session. Or it might be like this, too. But um, Brent's on the 11th here, ready to start it off. But one major thing, this is what I was going to really push today, is that we have to have core values. It's the lenses we look through. The stuff I'm talking about right now is just lenses that we've, we've learned. That we learned that God is good. When the enemy wants to come and tell you that you're no good, you're like, mm, that's not my core value. I already know God's good. And he wouldn't come and tell me all my junk. So I don't, I, oh, not him. You know what? When you have a core value that God's good, is that when we had the fire, when the fires in Reading, when everyone, people started saying, oh, that's God's wrath. Dude, I heard a crazy rumor. I don't even want to speak it almost, but I, this is out there. It was because of Bethel. Their teaching's off. The fires came. No, 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 no. That was from like, are you you kidding? Does that help the body of Christ? Like read. Is that edification? Is that comfort? Is that encouragement? No. But we forget that because it sounds good. There was a fire and so now these are people that are probably frustrated with the church. If you actually hear the testimony, that literally like shifted. There's huge, I don't know if you guys know, there was a huge fires in California, and they literally, the, what I understand, I've heard from good resources, that the fire department actually chose to give up, and then it shifted for no reason. There was some tornado thing came or something. It was crazy. But people, we have to change our lenses. I, I heard through this, because people, this stuff brings up stuff, but before the Azuzu breakout, they had a huge earthquake. And I think it was L.A., right? The huge, one of the, San Francisco, that's right, Huge. And guess what? A huge group of people said, it is God's judgment upon his people because of abortion. Now, it's, you know what's really cool is? Is that the Zuzu people said, no, 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 no. God's telling us this is because the enemy's mad and we're about to have breakthrough. This is before Zuzu broke out. What did they get? They got the breakthrough. The other people, they're just sad. But you know what? But, but that's, let's go walk back for a second. Earthquake because the abortion. So take your core values from the Bible and say, would God destroy thousands and thousands of people to make a point about killing babies? So I'm going to go kill people because they kill people. Like, we're crazy. But you have to have lenses to see that. You have to. You guys, I have come into more, I'm learning all the time, kingdom understanding, we call it kingdom culture, is because it is about the kingdom. See, we have to realize we're not just... We're not just, we're disciples, we're part of a kingdom. He's the king. He's the king. Guess what? It says you're a co-heir. And so it's about learning how you rule and reign here. But I honestly used to have different lenses. I was actually part of something, and I won't get into it, but I literally would, we were trained to watch what the devil was doing. I would literally, they'd take us into, into the place, and they're like, okay. And we'd do all these weird stuff, like pierce the spirit, all this stuff. But what was it doing? It actually brought a lot of bad fruit. A lot of my friends that were fired up, young people, because it doesn't help a young person. You know what? Who in here doesn't know their wrongs? See? No hand went up. We don't need. That's, it doesn't, that's why God doesn't say, oh, I'm going to go tell them because they just don't get it. They need to fix it, but they don't get it, so I'm going to tell them. That we, people already know. They need to have hope. They need hope. 
There's light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> it's all great, hey? There's light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, man. We were created to co-labor with God. I've said that. Humans are culture-making by design. We were actually set here on earth, made in his image, to actually create his culture with him. Do you realize that? Oh, man. We actually learn about kingdom culture. We need to know kingdom culture and learn it to understand ourselves. Because if you actually don't know why you're here, see, so often we think we're just, again, we think we're just minions just trying to make it through. We're just, no, honestly, we, I, you grow up thinking sometimes it's just make it to, just going to make it into heaven. Going to make it into heaven. No, this is like, I call it the audition for eternity. You don't get to heaven and you go, oh. No. He made heaven and earth at the same time. And I brought it up before. It's interesting. When he says he made heaven and earth, why did he even make heaven? He made it at the same time as heaven and earth, but he, do you think it was God's plan that man was going to fall? I don't believe that. So what's heaven for? Maybe it's actually to have heaven on earth. Maybe it was actually supposed to co-labor. I don't know. Wait a minute, maybe it is, because we already know that. Because that's Jesus. He came and paid the ultimate price so we get to be restored. If anyone in here thinks that God doesn't love you, I'll tell you something. From the very beginning of this Bible to the very end, he has made sure that you could come, come to his throne boldly. He, has he, got, he bankrupt heaven. He gave up his son so that you could come into restoration. It's your choice to grab it or not. 100% your choice. We can't make it. You guys, I got rocked. I know I shared last Sunday during transition. I don't know if you got that or not. But when it said, Peter, Peter, who do you, who do you say I am? Say, who do you say I am? And he said, you are the anointed one. Then he said, man, you, are, you got that from God. You have to realize how amazing it is that you have a God that, put you, that he called you in. This isn't by chance here. And he's calling everybody. He's calling everybody. Oh, man. Oh, Okay. <sighs> Our values create our worldview. It actually is how we read our story. It's the lenses we look through. Oh boy. Um, hmm. I'm not sure why I have that verse. I'm going to read it though because it sounds good. And without faith, living with us, it would be impossible to please God. For we came to God in faith knowing that he is real and, they, oh, that he, and he rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking him. That's the, the passion translation. Let me read that again. This is such a good verse. And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. So this is awesome. It's God. It's all God. It's all God with you. For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking him. See, that's a huge core value right there. If you actually believe the word that says he's going to reward you when you go after him. He's a good dad. Oh, you shouldn't ask. You're supposed to. Oh, I used to hear this. Just you're supposed to ask to look into his eyes. You're not supposed to ask for his hands. No, he gave us all of him. He's not like fat. He's a good daddy. He's not like, oh, they just want my uh, money. No, he doesn't even process. I don't think he even process. You guys in heaven, the streets are paved to gold. He took the very thing that we are like contend for and fight for and go after. And he goes, oh yeah, by the way, I'm gonna, they're going to laugh at this one because my your pavement up here. <laughs> no, for real. Like that, he's not, 
a God of lack. And he just, and we have to understand, you're like, well, why is everything not perfect? Because we haven't stepped into our God-given destinies. What do you mean everything's going to be perfect? Well, life's good when you actually know it's, when God's with you. When you really, truly say, I'm going to rely on you. Oh, yeah, things will come at you, but the difference is it won't rock your boat. Because when you rocks your boat, we're called to walk on water. So if you're walking on water, it doesn't matter if your boat's capsized or not. And guess what? If you fall in the water and you actually go, oh, I'm drowning, he's going to pick you up and put you back on dry land and he's not going to scold you for it. He's going to say, you did it, son. You did it, daughter. Jump back up. Let's do it again. This time you want to run with me in my hand? Because last time you kind of just did it premature, but that was cool. No, think about it. You've got, a, you've got Jesus who's like, he's God. He's fully God and fully man. But he, he, you have to remember, he goes up to Peter. Dude, get behind me, Satan. But the next lines, he's going, you're going to be the rock. I'm going to build my church on you. He didn't hold them. we got to stop holding people from what they screw up on. If we believe in the cross and the resurrection, what the Bible says, and my core value is, is that they're actually forgiven, and I can't bring it back to them. It's, if he forgot it, why am I not forgetting it? Oh, but we have to figure, we, we got to, that's not fair, because then we don't know what to do, because we love to talk about all the bad stuff. No, you guys, create a lifestyle that you're just, all you got is testimony. The goodness of God. In the business world, they will tell you, if you want to do well in business, go find good business people. Just get around them. It'll just, their mind shifts change. Chris Bolton shared a little while ago because he was just blown away by these business people because you sit down with a real business person, they'll be like, oh, there's this, you'll just, you'll just bring up a common problem. Something, oh, this is going on. Oh, why don't we start this, this, and this, and we can maybe make that happen. And you're like, well, no, no, I was just kind of bringing it up because we like to talk about negative things happening. No, seriously, we weren't looking for the solution. But you guys, we are the, the co-heirs to the throne. Jesus is our brother. You're supposed to be ahead. You know, that's, that's humility, but the world, we sang a song downstairs in prayer. What's it? Um, set a fire in me. Set a fire, but why again? The for the sake of the world, that's sorry. For the sake of the world, I knew it was like that, but for the sake of the world, set a fire in me. That should be our cry every morning. Because what if you're the only one that somebody gets to meet that has Jesus? So when they walked away from you, did they get to know the real Jesus? Or they get to see the, well, we're a new creation, so I don't say the old man anymore. But they get to see not the true representative of heaven. Like you should be in every situation, be the one with hope. You should, if you, somebody comes to you and your friend and they're like, oh man, I'm just done with my husband, my wife, da, da, da. You should, the first thing you should, oh no, there's a way. Well, no, no, you don't understand. No, no, there's a way because I know a God that knows the way. You know what? We need to, we need to change. People, we have to. And we don't need to just find out ish situations in the last moment. Let's help, let's be a part of a community that actually shares when we need to stand up because there's times where we're the one that needs to pull the person out of the water when they fell out. Because we're his hands, we're his feet. We're the ambassadors. He actually chose in his own sovereignty to make you his hands and his feet. He's coming back for a glorious bride. So you have to have a, but see, that's a whole other core value. You have to know what he's coming back for. If you don't have a core value that you're a glorious bride, then what's the point? Then what's the point of getting glorious? Oh, man. Oh. Wow, it's 12.
<laughs> wow, that's good. Uh, okay, there's lots of core values. I'm gonna, we're going to hit those, though. We're going to hit those on Tuesday nights and other times. I want to preach them. Brent preaches. Brent preaches. If you guys don't know, this whole message he's been doing on worshiper, that's, just, that's actually just a mindset. That's actually a kingdom mindset he's teaching. People go, well, what? you guys are the kingdom teacher guys. You believe in the kingdom. Yeah, it's actually just the principles of Jesus taught us. It's what the Bible says. Brent is constantly teaching kingdom culture, but he doesn't, we don't always just use the language. Because a worshiper, that is actually the key of what a worshiper, Brent's been teaching, what is a worshiper? It's just living as, as a follower. It's living in revival. It's living what we're supposed to do, and that's first love Jesus. Love the Father. You know what's cool? He made you just to hang out. Well, think about that. That's your first number one reason you're made. Oh, it just brings freedom. It gives freedom because then you're not sitting there going, okay, okay, I want to spend time with Jesus, but I really should be out on the streets. No, no, I should, should be singing a song. No, I should, oh, I've been there, you guys. I'm just talking about stories of my own life. You're like, oh, okay, I've been waiting on the Lord. No, no, I should be reading the Bible. I got to read the Bible. Did you know what? Oh, this will mess with people. Did you know what the, this, this book you read here? All this New Testament stuff? There was no Bible. Now, oh, hold on. 100% we believe in the foundation of the word. Like, don't get me wrong. But what we have to realize is that he's not religious. He's more concerned. Did you know my heart? Come and know me. And then he goes, hey, then you know what? When you spend time with Jesus, he'll be like, oh, yeah. You'll actually start knowing scripture. You don't even read yet. You hear that all the time. And then you're going to get hungry for the word because you're going to say, I want to know you more. And he's going to say, guess what I know? You know how I am? Oh, check out this. Check out this. And then when you read the Bible, you get excited because you got somebody reading it with you. Oh, man. And I'll pump it. I love, I have no shame in it. I love the, the, the Passion Bible because it just brings up the heart of God because it's, it's a, they say, well, it has a lot of emotion in it. God's emotional. Have you met my wife? No, just kidding. Oh, just kidding. Just kidding. That was bad. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that was fun. My wife's amazing. Oh, yeah. She's the good side chair and says, oh, completely. See, alarm's going off. Watch out. The devil's mad. No. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, we just thank you. Lord, Oh, actually, I'm just going to throw something here first, just so you know. These are things, oh, wow. I had a lot of stuff. I feel like Brent right now, never get through it. These are just, I'm going to just throw titles because we have no time. I got verses, all this stuff. But just simple stuff we're going to teach on core value. God is good. Two, salvation creates joyful identity. Three, re the response to grace. How do, you, how, do you, how do you filter grace through life, right? In your, in your response. Focus on his presence. These are all just full messages for each one and lots more. Creating healthy family. That's a core value. That's a, these are all core values we stand on. Family is so important. God's word transforms. These are all stuff pretty much we've talked about anyways. God is still speaking. That's a huge core value. We'd be surprised how many people don't actually know that's true. And I, when I say don't know it's true, they don't know how true it is. See, what happens when we're looking through a lens, you'll talk to somebody, well, yeah, God speaks. And I'll be like, oh, you should hear this word the prophet gave. Oh, no, no, there's no prophets. See, because on their lens, they say God speaks, but they have this thing that from something in their life that is determined, and they put this big blotch on it, and, they, and it blinds that spot. No, the prophet's gone, so 
but they still they still say God speaks. That's why it's so important we got to clean our lenses. Because any perspective, how you get it, right? How you read the Bible, how you take in understanding, how you receive a prophetic word, how you give a prophetic word, these are all filtered through a lens. The kingdom is advancing. That's a huge one. We're not running around hiding, right? We're free and responsible. Honor affirms value. Oh, I love honor. I love preaching on honor. Honor makes room, you guys. Generous like my father. Ooh, we're generous like him. Hope in a glorious church. So God, you guys want to stand up? Oh, Jesus. Mm. If you want to get somebody on keys or sing over us or something if you want, but set a light, oh, set a fire. Lord, we just pray, God. Lord, I pray, God, I thank you. You know what I kind of core value? I thank you, God, that even though I didn't get hardly anywhere in this, that you're so good that you're teaching them things because you, Holy Spirit, teaches all things. And I'm so glad that you fill in the blanks. But Lord, if anything can happen here, I pray that there would just be something that would grab people, that you, Holy Spirit, would grab them and say, come on, let's just go a little deeper. Let's just, I see something a little bit. Let me, let me check into that. Are you really that good? Come on, the word of Bill Johnson, he says, when even those who think God's good, he's better than that. He's better than that even. Lord, thank you that you're a good dad. You're a good dad. And Lord, I pray right now where there's been hope deferred. Mm. Actually, stick with me here for a second. Felt the word during worship. Let's see if I can have a scripture for it. There's people in this room. I felt during worship. And I want to encourage you. There's hope deferred trying to set in. Specifically, people trying to lie to you. People trying to tell you your dreams aren't true. People are trying to get you to live and lessen who you are. And it's 1 Timothy 1, verse 18. And it's Paul talking to Timothy. And this is the encouragement for the Lord says that I charge you, I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may, may wage the good warfare. There's people that need to grab a hold of. I don't, you, I, when I say prophecy, when I, that's anything God has spoken to you. Those dreams, those passions. I feel like today you need to go back and say, God, I believe those words. Those weren't just words thrown out in the wind. I grab a hold of them. I don't care if right now it doesn't look like that, but that's where I'm going. Because you've told me. You told me my secret place. You sent the prophets. You sent my friends. They've all agreed. So, Lord, it's time. Let's make a way. Where there's no way. Come on. He's the God that makes a way when there's no way. He's the guy that says, I'm not worried about a river. I'm not worried about a body of water. I'll just bypass that for you guys. Come on. Oh, there's no food in the land? I'll send you manna. Oh, there's no food to see? Hey, just get me some fish. Just give me something to work with. Man, he is a God that will bring when there's nothing there. Lord, give us your mindsets. Let us have your core values. Let us see the way you see, Lord God. Release that wisdom that Solomon asked for. The wisdom to think and process like you, God. Rewrite, Lord. Lord, I break off the lie that says you can't teach an old dog new tricks. 
No, I break off the lie that says that the older generation or anybody cannot be re-transformed. Come on, it says by the reading of the, studying of the word, you'll renew the mind. That's a renew. That's a change. It's a new thought pattern. Not thinking like old anymore. I dare you to actually, if there's things in this, even said that you're like, ah, whoa, 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 you're going a little farther. I beg you, say, go, to, go don't even bother coming to me. Go to Jesus. Go to the Holy Spirit. Say, is that real? I don't mind. If he tells you it's off, then I'll have great leaders that are going to tell me that anyways after this meeting. No, that's true, because we live in accountability here. Out of love. We're not scared to talk about things we screw up on because we can actually live in a culture that we can go forward. So Lord, right now, I pray right now, Lord, just for the grace to come over those who are struggling right now with hopelessness. I constantly hearing it's a new day, it's a new day. The sun is arising, the sun is arising, the sun is arising. We are called to be those who run on water. We're called to live way above the snake line. Come on, he says we fly on wings like an eagle. Man, I sit at a banqueting table and I eat before my enemies. Yes, that's what the Bible says. You know what the psalm says? It says you can leap over a wall. It says that he'll send a flood to back off the enemy. We've read that wrong for so many years. Oh, the enemy sends a flood. Then you come like a standard. No, it says like a standard he sends a flood. So I encourage you, don't try to look over that flood to see what's happening over there. Just keep on going forward. Don't get caught up. Do not get caught up. We are in a time and a season of incredible things. We do not need to get caught up in the things the devil's trying to distract us with. If you got issues with your neighbor, come on, take the two commandments that are so, love your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, and love your neighbors yourself. God, that's a huge core value through scripture, that God cares about your relationships. Go mend them. It makes your life so much better. And if you're holding unforgiveness right now, we, I ask, oh, I pray the Holy Spirit would come and show you just to re- give you the grace to forgive. While they haven't come, don't worry about them coming. Release it. I have learned in my own life, I will not let the enemy steal from me from what other people have done. He, he goes before you. He takes care of it. He'll take care of the enemies. He doesn't say you need to. You just live. You're a, you get to sit on that throne and hang out on the lap of your father. So, Lord, just pray right now just for your grace to come here, Lord. If you just want a fresh church, just put your hands out, Lord. Holy Spirit, I pray, Holy Spirit, you would come with a filling of your might, your power. Lord, if there's people here that need a miracle right now, we just grab them, Lord. Lord, as they just come to your feet, as they just come to sit on your lap, Lord, I pray for supernatural miracles to break out, God. Lord, that as they sit on your lap, Lord, I, there be, that the great, one of the greatest miracles I love is when somebody realizes how much their father loves them. Lord, I pray, I feel people in this room that were not raised by a father that showed love. I pray you'd rewrite their hearts, rewrite their minds, rewrite their history, that they would understand a God and a father that actually loves, that has the best interest in for them, Lord God, that desires them, that desires them to succeed. I hear it, I break off those fathers that said, oh, you're just a dreamer. You're not going to be much. You're not useful. I break that off. I hear the, 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 the lie of, hey, hey, you're not supposed to be seen. I mean, you're not supposed to be heard. You can just be seen. That God wants to hear you and see you. He dwells and cries out more than you have any idea. He cries out to be with you. But he is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will not just come and invade. You have to open your heart and let him receive. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, come on, amen.